faith is vital in any religion or spirituality. Any religion or spirituality that does not offer faith as an aspect of its doctrine, frankly, isn't worth the time. This is why. Faith, according to the Bible, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We all do this, faith, unconsciously throughout our day. We have faith our motor skills are adequate to put one foot in front of the other in order to climb the stairs. We have faith that when our employees show up they will work and that when you say a joke that someone will laugh. So what is so strange about having faith in a higher power? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to The Whitaker Show. This is a show geared towards talking about the many key lessons and takeaways of Christianity with an eye towards apologetics. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Whitaker Show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Things are a little bit different now with different audio and a different purpose. We're, we're going to really focus on Jesus Christ in this show. Right, and so normally there's going to be a a Wednesday show, but to, but this week I'm going to do a two-part series. So one coming out today, and then one coming out tomorrow. Just because the aspect of faith as a Christian pillar is so important to me personally, that I feel like it deserves two days, not one. Right. So we can spend days going into into the scientific arguments for God, as well as diving into the weeds, you know, and finding every nook and cranny of the subject. But that would distract, honestly from making Jesus Christ the center point of the Christian faith. As mentioned in earlier episodes, if someone cannot accept that Jesus died for our sins, redeeming us to God, and allowing for the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, and that Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death, hell, as well as the grave, then that conversation will most likely devolve into an argument rather than, rather than a debate. Now, while I will be making the argument for the importance of faith with respect to the Christian God, I do think it is important to start with providing overlook of faith as well as proof for any little G God in essence, right? So let's get into that. Now, there can be a philosophical reasoning for God, right? It's good to start off there rather than the science because science can just evolve into so many different things. But I believe that the key, honestly, is to start with philosophy and work from there because we all do that in our lives anyways. Like when you're getting married, you, do, you don't talk about the science of why you should get married to the girl or guy that you're with. That would be nonsensical and quite hilarious. Like, honey, I think we should get married because the institution of marriage is an age-old thing and that monogamy has proven to be very beneficial to human beings as a whole. She might look at you like you're crazy. Right, so let's start off with like the philosophical reasons. I love you. I feel like our relationship has reached new levels and then our next step would be to get married. We're already coexistent, you know, we already share things as it is, let's get together. Like that to me makes way more sense than um, our pheromones are exuding quite strongly when we're together, therefore let us get married. Not cool. So in our philosophical reasoning for God, let's start off with some popular arguments, right? So Dr. Craig. Some may know him as Dr. William Lane Craig and Dr. Sharp are both philosophers, right? With Dr. Craig being a popular Christian faith defender or apologist and Dr. Sharp being a very prominent atheistic philosopher um, who's also a speaker, right? They had an amazing debate on the existence of God from both points of views. 
that was moderated very well. The whole podcast was very long, super long. So let's condense it, right? At the end of the day, Dr. Craig's argument was that the universe screams intelligent design, which means a creator and that fact mixed with objective moral values gotten from a higher power rather than wishy-washy values gotten from man equal to God would equal his whole argument, right? Dr. Sharp spends his time questioning the very belief in the argument at all, like the very premise of the argument. He states, now, let's think for a minute. Why think that thing would create the universe? And if it wouldn't, there's no reason to call whatever caused the universe to exist God, he says, even if it's personal, even if it's timeless. End quote. The debate at this point is about why God would exist or perform actions at all. He is questioning the very argument that the universe would even need a creator, as well as critically thinking later in the debate on why the universe would even need to be created by a God rather than by randomness. So essentially the argument embodies this idea, why anything at all? Without tangible proof, Dr. Sharp cannot fathom the existence of, of a God, any God at all, which for some can be very tragic, right? So where does this reasoning lead? Well, where it leads, he does make a mistake, right? So it's philosophically okay to question the question and to dive into the weeds in order to say that everything is subjective and nothing can be absolutely certain, without faith that is. And we'll get to that part of it, but he questions how the Bible could be about love when God essentially says, love him or you get punished, right? Dr. Sharp states that you essentially have a gun to your head or to your soul if you do not choose God. Then Dr. Craig states, and those who refuse it, and by it he means God's eternal love and eternal life, you see they refuse his forgiveness and so find themselves still in the state of spiritual alienation, culpability, and condemnation." End quote. The last debate point was a personal attack that was very light in its complexity. If you had read this dense and extremely intelligent debate, you would need hours to digest it, right? How did this brilliant atheistic philosopher reduce the argument into a simple talk about love? He misunderstands the text upon which he's arguing against the Bible. His point, right, is that God gives you an ultimatum. But instead of making a philosophical or scientific argument for that clause, he just states the single sentence as if it was illogical. So, tell me, if your parents say when you're a kid, do not touch that stove, it's hot, and if you do, then they're evil? I mean, it's, that's not how that actually works. I'm not even going to ask if they're evil for not stopping you. I am just going to say, are they evil? Right? So let's go over that example again. If your parents say, when you're a kid, do not touch that stove, it's hot, and you do, are they evil? Right? No. Just like God, who spends every second being pure, not that your parents are pure, but God is, but not on a pedestal, God comes down to us and reaches out to us constantly, both saved and unsaved. God came down to us and we choose Him. He was in the world and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. Right? The Bible in John says, He came to His own and His own people did not receive Him, but to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
Now, what's the point in saying that? The point in saying that is that we, God is not evil because of the choices we make, right? We have the free will to do these things. So God's not putting a gun to our head by saying, believe in me or die. He's saying, I am all that is good in the entire universe. So if you choose me, you spend eternity with, with goodness, with the epitome of good. And if you don't, then you would have been choosing death. And that's not a gun to your head, that's just a fact of life. If you touch that stove and you burn yourself, you just burnt yourself. There's no way around it. Unless you're wearing a glove that keeps out heat. In which case, that has nothing to do with this philosophical argument, right? In fact, I'd say that 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 glove could be grace, but that's a different podcast. But let's just focus on that for a minute, okay? And by that, I mean throughout this entire argument, he maintains his intellectual discipline, but at the end of it, it all comes down to this. People have been hurt, and people have their own reasons for how they act and how they're hurt, but eventually all talks about God in a debate format will devolve down to someone's personal attacks. They will, because God is so great and his love so vast that even with science and debate and logic and all this kind of stuff, he is a God of love and people without him are hurt. And hurt people hurt people, right? Let's move on. What's our synopsis here? What's our point? Revelation says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. God even inhabits philosophy when he states in Hebrews, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. This is the same argument a modern philosopher would use to rationalize why you think positive in order to feel better. Why should you think positively? Why? Even without a belief in, in the Christian God, one would still be led to believe in a creator. And from there, it's a short leap to the true God, the Christian God. Right? There is not enough time today to speak about the philosophical meanings to all of this, but let it be sufficient to say you cannot rationalize your way into a a relationship with God. Dr. Craig would argue that one can rationalize one's way out. You can pursue science until it takes away your faith. Um, but that's, that's a talk for another day. If you look to the world's knowledge, you will never be satisfied. I promise you. Name one scientist or atheistic philosopher who has completed a body of knowledge. Like, that there's a complete codified book of knowledge. Not one. However, those who believe in Christ Jesus have a completed work, the Bible, which tells us those facts that are essential. A connection to the Creator also gives us all we would need to have. And this definitely works for the Christian God, but it works for like many other religions. And that's why it's important to have a religion in a society and in a culture. And that's why the Founding Fathers of America really focused on making the nation built upon Judeo-Christian values because they're they're timeless values and they're not arbitrary by man's standards. Right? The reason why it's important to believe in God is explained in 1 John. See, what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God and so we are. 
The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. So follow the world and never find out the true answers, I would say, of the universe as the search would never stop. Or conversely, you could follow Jesus and logically speaking, you found the true answers to the universe. Honestly, these, these scientists will never ever stop studying and trying to find their answers. The, the person who spends all of their time really trying to find that, that end goal will be looking forever. Whereas us as Christians, we've already found the end goal. We've already found God. He's enough, right? So God is independent of science in that science is not needed for belief in God, right? But science can serve, as well as philosophy, can serve God, right? One thing that I talked about with this one individual who could not grasp the concept of faith, really. He was, he was sold into human knowledge and, and science and that kind of stuff. He couldn't understand why, at, at the end of the day, with all these arguments that he had about biblical inerrancy, about what God is or who, or who God is or how that could even work, is that um, he really wanted to have tangible proof and he's missing it in the fact that while we can't you know reach out and touch God unless he gives us that ability we can see him all around us it's not just faith to have a belief that God is real and that nothing else is required not at all I mean when you wake up you have faith that your body's gonna work that you're gonna be able to breathe that your wife's gonna be there you know, next to you if you're married, that your day's okay. Faith is not something that's that's foreign to human beings, both secular and religious. So one of his premises was that the world is all composed of energy and it all flows into one another and it's about us tapping into that universal energy that really creates this balance in us that keeps us from getting sick, he says, right? And so he says, you know, like the sun generates energy and that there actually is something out there that might have created the universe called dark energy or dark matter. Um, I guess the problem with this whole logic is that he just admitted that he has faith, right? So he admits that scientists don't know hardly anything about dark matter or dark energy. But from what he's learned from science and such, he has the faith that that stuff is real. So. At, at the end of the day, I believe that people truly have faith, no matter what it is. They just make an excuse in order not to have faith um, in something that not only can be proven, but also something that is timeless and something that has values that we can't that we can't transcend. I mean, people are still catching up to the Bible as far as all the wisdom that it has in it. So I would implore you, the listener to really look at these arguments and to really dive deep into them as long as that's something that you're interested in because when you defend your faith as an apologist your goal is not really to win right so debating is not a winning game or at least it shouldn't be you debate for yourself you're not debating for that person right because every time that you defend your faith you're learning more about yourself and more about your faith Right? That's why God's so clear to us when he tells us um, that his word 
doesn't return to him void, right? Because you're talking about God to that person. Let God do his work. His word's holy. You know, if you're talking about him, you're you're channeling the Holy Spirit about the Lord Jesus. Let him do his work. You just focus on your debating. Right? And if, if that person comes to your belief, great. But if not, at least you've learned another way to defend your faith and to defend what you believe in and how you believe in it, right? And you might end up learning that something that you believe in either hasn't been researched thoroughly, isn't isn't verified, or that needs to be like refined at a later time. I can't say how many times that I have quote unquote lost a debate because I didn't have my point fully fleshed out. So it's not so much that I tell the person, oh, well, I don't know anything about it. It's that I should be able to logic my way through this, you know? So obviously I need to be able to, I need to go pray more and I need to go do more research in the Bible because I didn't know the topic. And that's great. That's why, that's why we debate and that's why free speech is so important, especially here in America, is that we have the ability to debate amongst one another so that we can refine our ideas. So I guess in ending, let me leave you on a cliffhanger, which hopefully encourages you to listen to next week's part two. Well, not next week's, but tomorrow's part two. Let me expand this discussion with a little more on faith. As believers in God, faith is a pillar because without it, we would have no tangible hope. See, there are days when you will not feel close to God. That's just a fact. You're going to wake up and you're going to be like, what is happening in my life? What is going on? I don't feel blessed. I don't feel nothing. You must make the choice to engage with Him and to draw closer to God. The book of James mentions that one should draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Faith is our effort of saying, I believe in you, God, and I trust your will is greater than my own. And just saying those words for me has often been so empowering, right? Faith is saying that even though I don't know, God knows, and that He will write, He will provide for you. John 5.15 states, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What he's saying there is that he is the source of all life and goodness. So diving in deep to him can lead you, A, to whatever he wants you to be led to, and B, it's going to lead you ultimately to eternity. Well, on that journey, you're going to learn a lot of things and you're going to really grow as a person so it is very very important especially in my eyes that we really focus on learning more about God because the more that you do the more your eyes are open case in point I have never been interested in the Old Testament as I mean it is a very good book right it's the Word of God of course right but it's it can seem so tedious but God over the past month has really got my heart on fire for the Old Testament because there's a lot of stuff to learn in it a lot a lot of lessons stuff that's of vital importance, right? God has chosen now to really inspire that in my spirit. You see, his book is timeless and it has no ending of use. It doesn't change based on our subjective requirements here in the modern age and it doesn't change based on what our understanding of science is. That's just not how it works. So what's so cool about that is that as you dive into these lessons and as you learn more, You'll find things that apply to your marriage. You'll, you'll, think, you'll find things that apply to your philosophy nowadays. This, this book, this Bible, this God, Jesus, is going to change your life. It's going to make you dive into things you never thought that you'd dive into. 
to do things like record a podcast that you never thought you would do. So I encourage you, I encourage you to find your faith because faith transcends science, reason, and self-reliance. One can have faith that is strengthened by those aspects, as I mentioned earlier, but faith can exist by itself with faith in God. Mark 11, 22 through 24 states, and Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Here, Jesus transcends science, reason, and self-reliance. Think on that, right? He transcends science by saying, I take up that mountain and throw it into the sea. Well, that's not possible, right? And then he transcends reason by saying, don't, I, don't have doubt in your heart, but believe what he says will come to pass, and then it, it will be done for him. Reason will state, you know, that there's no way that, um, if, if you just believe that it'll happen without having doubt. What God says, that's definitely true. And then he also transcends self-reliance by saying, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you will that you have received it and it will be yours, right? Jesus says, believe that you have received it, past tense. He's not saying believe that you will receive it in the future. He's saying that believe that you have received it, which means you are coming from a place of victory, first of all. And then second of all, that it's not because of you that you're receiving it, but it's because of Jesus Christ. It's because you asked in prayer, therefore eliminating self-reliance. Let me say it again. Jesus transcends science, reason, and self-reliance. And that's not saying that we don't have responsibility. What that's saying is faith in God and an adherence to His doctrine, living your life by the Spirit with Him, it's going to change your life. And it's going to make the world seem so arbitrary in the end. You'll find hope and joy in things you never thought that you'd find hope and joy in. And that is what makes Christianity such a beautiful thing, right? So tomorrow, I'll dive into the scientific arguments for God, as well as bring the two-part show to a close by adding scripture to our pillar, which is faith. I do plan on having this whole series where you know, earlier I gave the cornerstone, which is the foundation. And then we, we have this one pillar. So we'll have, we'll have either two or three more pillars, and then we'll have a roof, and, and, and then we'll have our building, the church, and that's the goal. So I really hope that you stay tuned so you can figure out, not really figure out, but find out what all is gonna happen in the future, because I'm living it like you. I'm just going by faith. We're gonna keep diving in this together, and it's gonna be a beautiful and wonderful journey toward the heart of Christ. So thank you for listening, and please, if it spoke to you, spread the show to others. Just like the Word of God, not that this is near as important as reading the Word of God, but if we're talking about Jesus, and we're giving positive lessons toward eternal salvation, let's spread the news about it. If you got a friend that has a podcast that spreads the good news, spread that stuff. Not only to spread the Word of God, ultimately, but because that person will get more engagement from people that will help refine his beliefs. We are all in this together. We are all called to fellowship. All of us. So let's spread the word together. Let's debate among ourselves. And let's read the word of God together. Let's just really dive into this thing together. We are all part of the same church, guys. So please, give feedback through my website at thewhitakershow.com. Become a member and join the forums so that you can give feedback or blast out some stuff to me, email on the website. That's up to you. Like you can always email me if you need to. 
Otherwise, look, have a blessed day and find your faith.